Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jaron Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I studied my ass off. I really did. I, I watched hours and hours of episodes uh, from a new perspective, watching as the host now, studying Alex, every beat of the show. Uh, and then when I got the clues, which they're very hush-hush about the clues, which they, which they should be, you know, just saying them out loud and, and figuring out commas and emphasis points. And, yeah, I wanted to be as thorough and prepared as possible. There's no real way, I don't think, of being uh, completely prepared just because you have just so much going on and, and being able to read perfectly every single clue. Like, I think even the great Alex had to do a couple pickups at the end of the show just because just there's a there's words you you know, may have seen one or two times and it might be clue number 17 and you have 305 clues. In one day, you got to read perfectly. It's, uh, it's a tall task and wanted to do his memory uh, justice by just being as prepared as I possibly could. That is Aaron Rodgers hosting Jeopardy the next couple of weeks. You watching it, Austin? I think so, yeah. I'm, I'm checking it out. I'm definitely in DVR. If I miss it live, I'll check it out. I think he's going to crush it, honestly. It's You know what's interesting to me is how it sounds in... Um, uh, what's the best way to do it? I, I don't know if... It, I didn't sense the enthusiasm in his voice, but I've seen him talk about it enough where I think he's super enthusiastic about the being able to host it. Yeah. You know, like, I think these guys get to do so many things where it's almost like, what's cool anymore? You know? And, like, if if we got to... I mean, I don't know. You name it. Uh, well, I did it a few years ago. If I get to play Augusta, oh, Flex. that's really cool. Yep. Right? Yeah. Uh, if I get, if we get to throw out a first pitch mm-hmm. at a shrimp game. Hey, that was kind of fun. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is, if he goes on like a late show, if he or goes to a Bucks game, if he, you know, if he goes and plays Augusta, whatever, it's he can probably do whatever he wants. You know, mm-hmm. this seems like one of those kind of things for Aaron Rodgers, which I think is kind of neat when those guys get excited uh, to do something different and. Uh, at least that's what it feels like from the outside. Yeah, I think it's a chance to, you know, show that you're more than just a football player, right? And that's what a lot of football players want to do. They, they want to show that they're into other stuff and that they're into other things. And this is a prime example uh, when you have one of the, the faces of the National Football League, you know, uh, the, the MVP coming off of this year, uh, to do something new and just kind of show. Like, I think, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers – literally might be one of the most misunderstood players um in the entire national football league i think that he he gets a bad rap a lot um now whether some of that's warranted or not but i I forgot who the guy was that we i think you might have interviewed him or we interviewed him but he's coming from green bay i can't remember who the guy was but he was saying how you know Aaron Rodgers is nothing but the best of, of he's the best teammate ever. Um, that was what's his name, uh, the linebacker that was here that didn't play very much, um, got hurt, was coming off the injury. Uh, you banned him from the show. Oh, the, the Star Wars guy. Yeah. Why can't I think of his name? What's his name? Um. Well, obviously I, I banned him from my mind as well. <laughs> I can't remember. Um. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll look, he's from Michigan, right? He went to Michigan? Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it but out. But you know who we're talking Well, we know who we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else does. Oh, man. I'll find it in a second here. Just keep talking, Brent. I'll find it because it's going to drive me crazy now. Uh, What the heck was his name? 
You did ban him from the show. Ryan, Jake Ryan, Jack Ryan, Jake, Jake Ryan, Jake Ryan. Jake Ryan. Jake Ryan. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, go. Jake. Good work. Sorry, but that's what you get for not liking Star Wars. You <laughs> like Star Wars, just didn't like the. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Second one was not the best one, but okay. Go on. So you continue. Aaron Rodgers might be the most misunderstood player in the NFL because because I think that we have the preconceived notions where he's a prima donna. You know, he he always wants the money and, and things like that. But if you look at Aaron Rodgers' situation, and let's put ourselves in Aaron Rodgers' shoes real quick. You have a guy, or you, because you're in her shoes right now, you're a top three quarterback in the National Football League. You're the best one last year. But, like, it seems time and time again, the organization that you play for, which is one of the most, you know, storied organizations in the National Football League, they seem to always either disrespect you or not even so much disrespect you, like, they don't help you out. And yeah. what do I mean by that? Well... Since Aaron Rodgers has has been drafted, the Green Bay Packers have not selected one skill player in the first round. Not one. Aaron Rodgers is the last skill player to get going the first round, if you want to call him a skill player. Now Jordan Love, obviously, has something to say about it. But since then, that's it. No wide receivers, no tight ends, no running backs. So that says something to me, Brent. And... I think given the circumstances, and, and I get it, he's only won one of the big ones, and it falls on the quarterback and all this stuff, yada, 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 okay. But I think from being a, a solid teammate, which what we've gone by, he is, and I think by making the most of the situation with the players that he has at his disposal, he has, I think it's hard not to like the guy. But for whatever reason, we always paint the picture that he's a prima donna and that he's whiny and he's this and he's that. I don't know. I, I guess I, just, I don't see it. Yeah, well, I think you're bringing up a really good point here because the way I would describe it is the organization and maybe others outside the organization put him on the defensive times at times about the not drafting skilled positions in the first round, about Jordan Love, about these other situations, uh, the contract right this year. And again, some of that might be a little bit organizational, but some of it might be the outside as well. But you're almost like, it feels like Aaron Rodgers, for as good as he is, and, and by the way, like some would argue one of the best talents ever to play, ever. Let's, let's take away the resume for now in just terms of talent, arm talent, like ever. Yeah. And so if you think about those kind of players, from the Peyton Mannings to the Tom Brady's and everybody else, how often are those guys put on the defensive? Yeah. You know, we, we sit there and put our arms around those guys and celebrate. So from to your point of view, I feel like you're – I think you're on to something a, a little bit there, and I don't know Aaron Rodgers at all, you know? Uh, so, I mean, I. I think I've talked to Sco I think Scobie played in a golf tournament with him, I'm pretty sure, and had good things to say about him. Uh, that, that's probably the closest, you know, encounter that I could name um, of somebody playing uh, or being around him, you know, that knew him. And, of course, we did have Jake Ryan on and other players. I, I think Mercedes Lewis, I've heard him say really great things. I think yeah. the teammates love him uh, for obvious reasons, I would imagine. But, yeah, I think you're probably right. And the other part of it is I think Aaron Rodgers is kind of real, you know. He, he says it how it is. He says it how he believes. And while we ask for this, I always say this in our business, we ask for guys to be like that, and then we rip them when we don't like the way it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's just, it's, it, listen, to, uh, yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. And it's just weird because I'm not breaking any news here. I, I feel like there's – a lot of niches that don't like Aaron Rodgers for whatever reason. And I, I literally, I can't put a finger on it. Like, I, I, you want to sit here and say, well, it's because his, I know there's some stuff with his family. Who cares? That's family stuff. How is that my business? How is that anybody's business what happens with his family? 
Like, that doesn't make him a bad person because he doesn't go along with his family, per se. I'm not sure if that's even a real thing anymore. I have no idea. But that's no reason not to like somebody. Like, what, you want to get in family business? What are we talking about here? What do you want to talk about? Because he gets on fights in the sidelines, he yells at a coach? Oh, I'm sorry because he's not winning? Last time I tried, what do we call a competitor? Don't, don't you want that guy that actually looks like he cares and he's upset because he didn't have the ball in his hands to, to win a game? They, they, you know, they decided to kick a field goal and he's upset about it? Don't you want that type of guy? Can you blame that type of guy? So then what, what is it? Because honestly, I, I don't see it. I, I hope somebody can tell me like why we think Aaron Rodgers is a certain way and why we have these preconceived notions of Aaron Rodgers because I can't find them. Well, when you think about beloved figures in Green Bay, I mean, from Vince Lombardi to uh, Reggie White to Brett Favre to um, Bart Starr to, uh, let's keep going, heck, even Leroy Butler, you know, yeah, from Jacksonville, absolutely. the Lambeau Leap. Yeah. If I go to the pickle in Wisconsin <laughs> and, I, and I ask ten guys, or ten people, not even guys, ten people, say, hey, where's Aaron Rodgers on this list? Yeah. What's the answer? Like, is he beloved in that in that way? I mean, I'm not asking you, is he more beloved than Brett Favre? I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm saying, is he on that list of beloved figures in a in a storied franchise that celebrates its football players? It's a great question, and I guess I can attest to it with an answer that happens in our group texts all the time. So we talk about football and everything, because all my friends are diehard Packer fans, like diehard. And... It's funny because it's almost like the Green Bay Packers and their fans, they have the exact opposite problem of what Jaguars fans have when it comes to the quarterback position. Like, we're talking about Trevor Lawrence coming to Jacksonville now, and why are we so excited? Because we haven't seen a great quarterback here in a decade, right? Packers fans, they're almost accustomed now where it's like, well, <laughs> if you're not winning 12, 13 games a season, I mean, are you even a Packers quarterback? Right, like I think eventually when Aaron Rodgers' time does come to an end, like there will be amounts of pressure on Jordan Love, just because now expectations are so high. Like you went from Brett Favre, one of the best to ever do it, and then you go to Aaron Rodgers. There's no drop off. If anything, there, there's an incline yeah. from Brett Favre. We're talking about, huh? So like Packers fans, I don't want to say they're entitled, but they have just this preconceived notion of hey, we, we got the quarterbacks, man. That's what we do here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think from Aaron Rodgers' side, though, and kind of, and once again, I don't speak for all Packers fans, but what I've kind of seen from social media and these group texts is, is that they think he's, you know, just as good, if not better, than Brett Favre, and they appreciate that. But there's also a school of thought that says, well, he's only won one Super Bowl. How how can you call yourself one of the best quarterbacks of all time and only win one Super Bowl? And there's frustration with that. There's frustration when, you know, you're in the NFC Championship game and you don't play your best brand of football. A lot of my friends get frustrated with that. And then it almost like, you know, even though he won the MVP, it's like, well, he didn't get us to the Super Bowl, so how good is he? You know, like the, the, there's that whole narrative. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you don't take into account the entire season. You just take into account the last game of how he played. I'm not saying that's right, right or wrong. It's just how it is. Yeah. So there's that. But like once again, and I can't stress it enough. I mean, I mean, I get it. If you're a quarterback, you got to find a way. Yada yada yada, all that good stuff. Okay. But if you look what that guy's done with the talent around him, and listen, and this is coming from a Jaguar. I'll be honest, I'm a Jaguar fan. We're a Packers fan. You know how I feel about the Packers? I pick against them every single year. Hey, Minnesota Vikings, let me down one more year, please. <laughs> Make me look stupid one more year. I, I, I'm begging you, Mike Zimmer, play. 
the worst defense ever one more year, just so I can sell like an idiot to everybody back home again and get made fun of. I can't wait for it. That's where we're at right now. So I, I have no dog in this fight, but I just think that Aaron Rodgers, with what the talent that he's had around him, what he's been able to do on defenses that never really seem to have his back, I think he's went above and beyond at the quarterback position. Yeah, I think he's got a little bit of Phil Mickelson issue. You know, Phil Mickelson will never be appreciated for how good he is and was because of the standard Tiger Woods set. Yeah. And I think a little bit of modern-day quarterbacks have that because of what Tom Brady has done. You know, and they're not saying equal Tom Brady, but more one isn't enough to be considered like, oh my gosh, you're the, you're great, right? Yeah. It just doesn't, it does, it feels empty still, even though we know you're great and you've been so accomplished. So um, it's it's a very interesting perspective. Hey, let's hit the phone line right now. Florida Sportsman Fishing Report with Rick Riles happens each and every day on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690, right about now, 5:15 or so. Rick, hope you had a good weekend, man. And oh baby, we've got some beautiful fishing hey, weather thank ahead. You, I'm here. Looks like we might have lost him. All right, we'll we'll get him back in. Uh, Florida Sportsman Fishing Report. Rick Is he calling from the boat? Up. Maybe. Yeah. It's a beautiful day. Yeah. For a little fishing, beautiful day for a little golfing. We're at Amelia River Golf Club here in Fernandina Beach on the island, of course. Make sure you check out the Dream 18 card. You can get discounted golf. This is one of the best discounts we have on the card, by the way. Check out ESPN690.com. Down to $69 this week because it's Masters Week, so ESPN690.com. I think we have Rick now, Florida Sportsman Fishing Report with Rick Riles. What's happening? Brent, how are you, my boy? Good. Good. i tell you what. I I, I kind of get from yours and Austin's conversation that if um, – if you date Carrie Underwood and she dumps you, you might as well stay home for the rest of your life, right? <laughs> Good comparison. Not bad. I mean, that's, that's the way it sounds to me. Well, hey, it's it's like getting that seven-hour swordfish you were talking about and then just about saying, that? I'm never going Boy, fishing again. Something. Yeah, yeah, don't go... Don't go back fishing again after a seven-hour swordfish fight. There were some great fights over the weekend. Gulfstream has finally heated up a little bit. I know Captain Jay Cobb, a good day with tuna. He had seven or eight nice tuna. He had a wahoo. He had a dolphin. So trolling has gotten better. Bottom fishing is very good. The uh, vermilion snapper are biting real well. So are the triggerfish. The only problem has been sharks. There's a lot of sharks from about 140 feet out. Captain David Borey says that inshore has been exceptional for big trout and several. He said he has several three to four pound flounder today. That makes for a very nice charter. We got a great week of weather coming up, at least for the next three days. We're going to have a calm ocean. I know I won't be missing it. We're going to be out there. I tell you what, we'll be back tomorrow with another report brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing and Top Gun Roofing, your roofing specialist. Talk to you tomorrow, Brent. All right, Rick. Appreciate it, man. Have a good one, and uh, make sure you listen each and every Saturday morning to Rick Riles, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on ESPN 694. All your fishing updates, and of course, right here, 515, Monday through Friday, Action Sports Checks on ESPN 690. Bottom line is, we just had a long talk about Aaron Rodgers. He is hosting Jeopardy today. You know, one thing I, I, I always appreciated about Alex Trebek is I figured he was probably one of the smartest men on earth after hosting that show for so long. Oh, you would think. Like, I don't know how much you retain, quite frankly, but he was already a smart guy, right? Yeah, no, uh, yeah, absolutely. But he had to learn so much on that show. 
Yeah. It's imagine like all the people that you meet on that show too, because I mean they're. Yeah. I'm sure there's you know there's dialogues back and forth between commercial breaks and all that stuff. I'm sure I'm sure he had a lot of crazy stories. That is one thing. Like people say, the best job ever to have, like in in our world, if you will, it's not really in our business, but it's kind of in our business, is to host a game show. Because you yeah. tape like five in one day and you're done, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. and so you work like I don't know how much that means you work, yeah. But I think it's all clustered together, yeah. But I would love to see like how that show is done behind the scenes. I mean, Brett, here's the here's the real question: If you could host any game show, what would it be? Well, I don't think I'm smart enough to host Jeopardy, honestly. Yeah. Like Jeopardy would be pretty cool to host. Yeah. I'm probably I'm I don't think I'm not like funny enough or anything to host like all the downtime of like a Price is Right sure. or a Family Feud. I could probably just kind of pat Sajak my way oh, around. Oh, dude, I'm I'm going real fortune all day. That's the easiest gig ever. Look yeah. At, look, look at Pat Sajak's hair. Hasn't aged in over 50 years. You know why? Because <laughs> he's not stressed at all. Let let the wheel do all the work. Let Vanna do all the work. You just stand up there and be like, all right, is your turn to spin? Go. Don't mess this up. Okay. <laughs> just make sure you don't lose your index cards. Does anybody have an easier job <laughs> in this planet than Pat Sajak? I probably not. It. Maybe us. We'll Maybe be back. Us. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brett Martineau. Some uh, NBA play-by-play here this week as well. Right here on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. You are right? Yeah, I know. You look over like, are you going to make it? Yeah, man. I'm making sure we're all good here. Listen, I I get choked up about the new lineup. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Yeah. So far, it's definitely been my team. I said said last year, uh, I didn't know if that was actually possible uh, to, to be able to finish there. I still feel like that's that's kind of where we're at. I mean, I don't I don't know that a lot of that's in my hands, but um, I guess we'll just we'll kind of see as we go. My job is just to play as well as I can. You know, I think there may have been you know ideas about uh, what certain things meant in the last year. Uh, I just focused on my play. Went out and played uh, played really well. Won MVP and. And, uh, you know, I've been having a hell of an offseason, so that's kind of what, what's been going on with me. That's <laughs> <laughs> a humble brag. Flex. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. I just went out, played ball, played pretty well, had an MVP season. MVP season, you know, <laughs> like they're not a big deal or anything. Uh, I love it. I You know, I kind of, I like Aaron Rodgers, uh, I feel like. Um, he is a different athlete, though, in, in yeah. today's day and age. The, mm-hmm. He's just not. He doesn't care about being super uh, PC about anything, and, and I kind of appreciate uh, that along the way. So Aaron Rodgers will host Jeopardy tonight. Hey, I got to do this, okay? Contenders, pretenders, how's your team doing could in be, big league baseball? Thanks for asking. It could be better. Tough better, weekend. Yeah, yeah. One and two. One and two. One and two. It, it, the 0 threes and the 3 and 0s. You can get carried away with. Yeah, Colton Wong is two for ten, batting two hundred right now. It's not, it's not a big deal. Not a big deal. A lot of time left. Colton, talking to you. But I, hey, yeah, could be better. The did you see the the uh, um oh shoot now my I, I just brought this up and my name his name escapes me the Chicago White Sox player went eight for his first eight. No, I didn't. Yeah, eight for his first eight. Okay. And so I was joking around with Ty. I was like, Ty, he could go 0 for his next 19 and still be hitting 300. <laughs> or or that would dip him under 300. Is that uh, Yerman Mercedes? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. How about that? Unbelievable. Imagine, I mean, he probably will go 0 for 19 at one time. 
So well, it I hope out. so. It's got to balance out a little bit. What are we talking about here? Yeah, right now he's batting 643 uh, with a 1.000 slugging percentage. I don't know what slugging percentage means, but I assume a 1.0 is pretty dang good. Yeah, slugging percentage is your total basis. So basically if he's hitting doubles and triples and home runs. Okay. Um, meaning tie probably won't lead too many leagues in slugging percentage. What's a, what's a good number in slugging percentage? Like, What, do you, what happens if you mean that you I, really... I feel like... In uh, big league ball, I want to say it's around like 900 in in the 900s. Okay, this is like the QBR all over again, Wh- isn't what it? What was what was uh, his? Uh, 1.000. Yeah, see, guys, it went eight for eight. So maybe it's maybe it's a little less than 900. Maybe okay. it's like 800. I should look that up. Um, and of course, like the OPS is the big thing now, like on base percentage plus slugging percentage. That's kind of the 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 metric uh, that gets used. Very often. Sure. So I'm going to go through the standings real quick. Yep. you got to tell me, contender or pretender? I mean, it's three games, Brent, but okay. I know. Well, that's the okay. point of this. Okay, okay, okay. All right? Okay. i got to find the standings. The Orioles are 3-0 and because they get to play the Red Sox again. <laughs> Sweep them two years in a row. Pretender. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Hey, by the way, the Red Sox, contender or pretender? Like, they are contending for the, for the basement. The, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, they, they've moved all their stuff in there already. They got their hookah down there, and they got the big screen TV. <laughs> yes. They're all set up ready. They're hanging out in the basement. Uh, who sorry, is... No, sorry, no, I just said, uh, I mean, I understand hookah lounges are really big, and just because you have a hookah doesn't mean you live in the basement. Sorry. <laughs> Should probably preface this at uh, Toronto Blue Jays, 2-1. and one. They get two out of three against the Yankees. Contender or pretender? Contender, watch out for my boy Vlad Guerrero Jr. I'm telling you. I agree. Uh, yeah. Yankees are the great pretenders with one and two. <laughs> okay, you said that, not me. I'm going pretty far. I know we're going to enjoy it while we can. I love it. Uh, the Tigers, two and one. Ah, uh, pretender. Yeah. Uh, White Sox, one and three. Is that where they're going to live? No, they by the way, no that's w- a pretender, Brent. Let them get, get a groove. I do want to point out the, the Tigers, as you said that, just hit a grand slam. Well, <laughs> the aren't they down are... like 15 to five now? 15 to six now, yeah. Yeah. But it's bottom Don't of the ninth. Comeback. Bottom of the ninth, two outs. This is intense. Don't call and it a comeback. Way, in that game, Soto, uh, the pitcher, came in and threw a ball that might have like might have went over the screen on the backstop. <laughs> it really makes you wonder if like Elon Musk got to him and it was like some kind of like Dogecoin kind of like oh. to to the moon. Maybe yeah. like a little logo on it or Maybe something. Maybe should get on that quick. Yeah, get on that real quick. Huh? Yeah, see where that's at right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ethereum did pretty well over the weekend. Uh, Astros four and zero contender. Pretender. Yeah, no, contender, and it makes you yeah. sick, doesn't it? Yeah, Angels. How about that? They came from behind or or won in dramatic fashion three out of four times this weekend against the White Sox, who are good. Mm. So is this for real? Are the Angels going to really make some noise? <sighs> Can Mike Trout and Otani stay healthy, Brent? That's the real question. I'll, I'll say contender right now. I'm in a generous mood. I will say this. Otani, what he did last night, there's not everything. I don't love everything about the modern day baseball, but that was really cool mm-hmm. to throw 101 miles an hour on the mound with one of his pitches and then hit a ball to the moon. <laughs> I mean, he absolutely obliterated it yeah. in the bottom of the first to hit two hole. I mean, the list of people that have done that is just not long. In fact, he if he stays healthy. 
he will quickly be like right behind Babe Ruth as like mm-hmm. the most starts on the mound from like a two-way player. And now Babe Ruth's got a lot ahead of him, but I mean that's how rare it is what he's doing. As as much as the game has changed, as much as high school baseball and college baseball has gone to two-way players, to see Otani do what he did last night, I mean that was amazing. Like it, I, I, we probably aren't talking about that enough. I don't even know what the equivalent is. Like in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Dion did it, right? Or not? Yeah, I guess so. Dion probably is. That's a good call. Yeah. I mean, we had a couple of those. The Brian Jordan's right yeah. of of baseball. Off the those two... high school playing defensive and wide receiver. Yeah. 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 I mean, it happens a Off lot at those greats. levels, but yep. not at the NFL level. And we do see it. Dion, uh, you know, playing. They put him out at wide receiver from time to time. Uh, return man. Obviously played baseball. Yeah, I, I just don't know if it's apples to apples just because we just don't see it in Major League Baseball at this point. No, like at I mean, the highest level, level, that's insane, you know? yeah. Uh, so it was pretty wild. How, how big is he, Brent? Otani? Yeah. That's a good call, man. I, I don't. He's a big dude. Like, he's is a he? rugged guy, you know. Okay. Uh, and I, I want to say, okay. well, I, him a Jeep. I actually thought he probably put on some weight since last year, and I don't. I didn't read up on that. It just oh, looked dang. like it to yeah, me. Yeah, he's 6'4". I bet he's 230. Uh, well, yeah. It says 220, but that was a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah no, six, four. that sounds about right. Dang, okay. But I think he added some, like, uh, beef. Sure. You know, and I, I don't know if it's muscle or, <laughs> or if he just got beefier. <laughs> but I, just, I do. I know. I just, I was thinking, like, the, the Hanes t-shirts when you get, like, the extra, like, the XLTs, <laughs> they call them beefies. I was <laughs> like, you, you couldn't. I mean, I don't know. I just, I have a weird... I mean, in a good way. Like, I, I know. I, I, if you call somebody beefy, is that really a good thing, Brent? Come on. Uh, listen, I mean, depends. Depends. Depends okay, who you're okay. talking about. Okay, okay. I pray for the day somebody calls Ty beefy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Phillies are 3-0. and Contenders or pretenders? That was impressive over the Braves. Coos, go ahead and put your earmuffs on uh, pretenders. Oh, no. Just, I mean... No. Undefeated season Can we coming. Let Washington and New York actually play a game first before we crown them division champions. Here's the the facade a little bit for the Phillies' point of view. They only scored nine runs, but their pitching obviously Pathetic. was outstanding. Yeah, yeah. So in three games they only scored nine, mm-hmm. but the Braves only scored three. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. We do expect the Braves to be good, but what I wonder now is could the Phillies extend that division to be really good? Because I think the Mets are going to be contenders mm-hmm. with the Braves. And I think the Nationals even have an outside chance to hang, although a lot of people don't think so. But I wasn't thinking the Phillies were going to do anything. And so it will be interesting to watch them early on to see if they can ruffle some feathers in the NL East. I got one. The Cincinnati Reds, man, take two out of three over the Cardinals. And the Cardinals looked like a Little League team yesterday. Yeah. Uh, chill, though, huh? It's the Cincinnati Reds, and you know how I feel about that. Scored 27 runs, by the way, on the weekend to lead Major League Baseball, I believe. Oh, maybe the Astros actually had a little more. Uh, Dodgers 3-1, and one, Padres are 3-1. and one. Uh, Not much else to say about, uh, about that. So some early surprises in baseball, and uh, we'll see if it continues uh, throughout the next couple of weeks. I always think the early part of baseball season is really fun to watch because I like it. It's, it's the closest thing to kind of the baseball we played. Okay. You see some goofy stuff. You see that guy Soto throw it over the backstop today. You see yeah. like you see games end on wild pitches. Like there's you don't see that in July, you know. Yeah. So that, that's what I kind of like about it. Uh, pretty good start to the major league uh, baseball season. Otani, by the way, I think was my AL MVP. I think he was. 
You're That's right. a good start. Ray went on a ledge there with Otani. I think he was the second or third favorite. Was he really that high of a favorite, even yeah. though he's playing with Trout? Yes. Huh. That's a, that's how I made the joke that day. I'm like, ah, oh, all right. Hey, really going he, to ledge there. I, I was saying this. Otani gets all the headlines, and here's how funny. I was watching that game live last night in the ninth inning, and the Walsh guy had already hit a home run. He hits behind Trout, so it's like Otani, uh, Trout, and Walsh, I believe it is, in their lineup. He's a lefty hitter, and he won the game with a three-run homer. Yeah. Well, he'd already hit a home run. And nobody's talking about the guy because everybody's talking about what Otani did. Like, if you're not Trout or Otani, it's tough to get any kind of love. Oh, I, I left Rendon out of the conversation. True, I forgot true. he's in the mix, too. He actually hits after Trout. I yeah, believe. but even if I'm Rendon, I'm asking for a trade because there's there's just there's not enough star power to go around. <laughs> and he's a great baseball player. Of course. I mean, I uh, love Rendon. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just like, watch Rendon play. It's like he's sitting on a stool Right before the pitch comes every time. It's like, okay, it's time to hit. Let me pick up my bat. I know. I would, I would, I would pull a hamstring like all day if I was him, but, yeah, it's insane. He's got a chill beard going. It's really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I really like Rendon. Um, a lot of good stuff in baseball. If you like baseball, that was a good opening weekend for some and uh, reason to panic for others. I'm going to do my best not to watch a Red Sox game the entire year. Although they are playing the Rays tonight, which means that will be on in my house. So I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. Um, Rays and Red Sox tonight. Ty's team, of course, the Rays. Uh, Cubs are are for Kaylee. She likes the Cubs. And how the Cubs are now? They're one and two, two and one? Two and one. one. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's hit the happy hour horn here on a Monday edition from Amelia River Golf Club. Taste the islands and every drop of Vida de Luis tequila. 100% blue agave from tequila, Mexico. Good vibes. Vida de Louis, check it out, the taste of the islands at every drop of Vida de Louis tequila imported directly from Tequila, Mexico to Jacksonville Beach. Vida de Louis, the only locally owned tequila in Jack's Beach. Support local, try Vida de Louis, award-winning, smooth, all-natural, no aldehydes or additives, which means you wake up feeling good the next morning. Just visit VidaDeLouis.com, support local, taste the islands in every drop. All right, we're going to wrap up a Monday with this. We've got a national championship game tonight. Who do you like? Gonzaga, Baylor, both unbelievable stories. The two best teams in college basketball all year long. Plus, we'll revisit the trade that happened today in the NFL, and it's a pretty big one. Sam Darnold goes from the Jets to Carolina. That's how we'll wrap up a Monday. Stay with us. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Live from Fernandina Beach, Amelia River Golf Club. I saw Johnny got the miss and uh, got the miss and put it back in, you know, and Corey, Corey took it out right away. Uh, Corey, Corey, come here. You know, and I got as many jewels as I can, you know, tried to get as close as I could. He was actually, like, right under me. Uh, but, I mean, I just put it up. I was fading away with it, and, dude, it went off the backboard and in, and I don't know. I've always wanted to run up on the table and, you know, like Kobe and D-Wade and, and go like that. And, I mean, that's the first thing I did. But, man, I, that that is something that you practice, you know, on your mini hoop. As a kid or in the gym, just messing around. And to, to be able to do that, uh, it, it's crazy. Uh, that is Jalen Suggs. What a shot it was from about 35, 40 feet. You know what? It was like a no-doubter, Austin. It looked good the whole way, yeah. even though it went off the glass. Yeah. Do you think in that situation, and let's be honest, I mean, it was a great shot. Like, I get it, Like, is there luck involved? Well, absolutely. Yeah. But 
at the same time, you know, like you could tell that he had the confidence to try to make that shot. Do you think, though, like in terms of pressure, it was eased a little bit just because if he missed that shot, they're going to overtime again. So, oh, like, you yeah. know, you're not going to lose the game. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. I think so it, it kind of eases everything. the pressure a little bit, right? Keep in mind, most schools, like I know, I would say most basketball programs end practice with those kind of shots. And I think they talked about it after the game, and mm-hmm. he hits a lot of them. Or, you know, and I think few said, yeah, I wasn't surprised. I, I knew it was going in. I'm like, all right, come on. I don't know about it. I know it's going in. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, they end practice like they practice those shots. They really do, uh, and and it seems like a shot you just wouldn't practice. Although now Steph Curry practices all these crazy shots all the time, so uh, maybe it's not uh, as forward. It was a heck of a shot. I love the focus. If you watch the close up angle, the focus of Suggs the whole time. His eyes. He knew exactly what he wanted to do. and knew how much time he stayed in control, and then it was like when it left his hands. I think he knew it was going in. I really did. Yeah. Uh, it, it looked that good the whole way. So we get Gonzaga and Baylor tonight. Who do you like? Uh, you know, I think Baylor – I mean, I'm sorry. I think Gonzaga, like, they had the rough one. They got the rough one out of there with system, and now it's all systems go. But go ahead and give me Baylor. I've had the pick against Gonzaga, it seems like, the entire time. Even though I have him in the, in the championship game in my bracket, I don't care. Uh, I'm sabotaging myself. And Give me Baylor. <laughs> You know, I love Gonzaga here. I really do. I mean, I, I just, I think they kind of took that. You got, you got the game that's really going to challenge you. Now Baylor's good enough to really challenge you again, but I think they play a little free and easy. By the way, it's not like Gonzaga played poorly. You know, a lot of times you see teams win the tournament, they play poorly in that first or second round game against like a nobody. They survive it, and then they go play. No, Gonzaga's played well the entire tournament. They played well the other night, mm-hmm. and they still survived the scare. And I usually like when a team like Gonzaga survives the scare, and the next one's probably going to be pretty good and pretty easy. I think it's a four-and-a-half-point line. I ain't doing it, but I'd put a lot on Gonzaga. All right. <laughs> I'd put, hey, how many houses have I lost? Just a couple? Uh, two of them. Two. Yep. Tonight is a house bet. I would put the house on Gonzaga. Oh, wow. Brent, easy now. This is, is one-shining moment. Anything can happen. So are you saying you put the money on Gonzaga uh, in terms of covering the spread or just the, all, the, the outright winner? I'm going to cover the spread even with the house, although I'd probably, wow. if I put my house on it, I'd probably uh, lower the spread in some way, shape, or form. Okay. Work. I feel like Brent's about to lose some toes here, some fingers, but we'll see. Uh, see if I have a house tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Carolina, the Jets, they make the trade. Sam Darnold. You like it for the Jets. Are you a little iffy with Carolina, or do you like what they did? No, I think I like it from both sides. Um, you know, we don't know what Sam Darnold is yet. It can give an, uh, an upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater. You didn't sacrifice a first-round pick for it. Why not? Let's see what happens. I think it's a, both, uh, it's a great trade from both sides. Hey, if you played Amelia River Golf Club over the last decade or, or whenever, it's a little bit different now. I feel like a state park out here anyway, like as I'm looking through the trees. Uh, but new ownership uh, late last year. you got to check it out. Doing a bunch of work here in 2021. Come on out to Amelia River Golf Club. You can also get the Dream 18 card this week for $69 only. Go to ESPN690.com. We're going to be at Osprey Cove on Wednesday. Those two courses alone, you'll save $80 in discounted golf. And there's more courses you can save even more with. So go check it out. Get the Dream 18 card. This week's the time to do it. 69 bucks. ESPN690.com. 
That was fun, guys. Coos, Austin Lane. Let's do it again tomorrow. Have a good night, fellas. Let's get it. Take it easy. Live Local Loud coming up next on ESPN 690. See you on TV, CBS 47, and Fox 30 National Championship game tonight on CBS 47. Have a good one.